This is Life's Uncertain Journeys weekly podcast where we engage our listeners in real talk about these troubled times that we're living in. However, it's from a biblical perspective. We don't necessarily uh, have a better perspective than the one that God provides. So that's the one that we desire. Uh, my name is Nadine Davis. I'm your host for tonight. And I also have here uh, with me our podcast host, co-host, Alicia Locker. And she's going to welcome everyone tonight. Hello again for those who are regulars and welcome to the newbies, first timers. We are so glad that everyone was able to tune in and be with us tonight. As Nadine said, we're a Christian podcast and um, we're here to give, get and grow in God. That's our G's, the four G's. <laughs> Not the OG's, the four G's. <laughs> I feel silly tonight. But um, I, um, I just want to tell you that we are a safe place and we come here to grow and, and talk about the Lord. And so if the Holy Spirit prompts you to say something or question, you have a question, don't hold back. You, you, it's never a dumb question. It's no judgment. We, You probably got something that somebody else thought of or somebody needs to hear. So we encourage yeah. interaction. So, you know, it's not, we're just not going to talk at you. We want you to, you know, tell us what you hear, what you want to know and, you know, get involved. We really encourage that. We are um, able to be um, able to join through several streams. This right here is a Zoom live stream. We have Facebook live. We have iHeart. We have some other ones that may even got the list sometimes, but just... <laughs> If you don't know, try it. We're probably there or, um, you know, one of the ones you are familiar with. So we welcome you. We're so very glad you're here and um, hope this, that you'll continue to join us. Thank you, Alicia. Yes. Well, um, for those of you who may have uh, saw the posts on Facebook and all those other places about our conversation tonight, um, it might get a little testy for some of us. It might cramp our style, cramp our toes or whatever it is. However, I do want you to know that it is critical. It's critical information because I really believe that most of us that are on this podcast tonight are Christians. And for those of you who, who may not know, this is a Christian podcast. and so. Um, like I said, when we opened up, that our perspectives are biblical. We're looking to hear from heaven as it relates to what we see going on in the world, what's going on in our lives, and also as it relates to God's plan for his people. And so we're just grateful for this venue uh, that God has given us to here on Zoom and and uh, Facebook and all the other areas that he has opened up for us. But let me just uh, read this passage that's gonna kind of set the tone for our conversation tonight. And it's coming from Matthew 24, uh, verses nine through 13. And they say, Jesus was uh, explaining to his disciples what to expect at the latter days, the days in which we're now living. And he told them, he says, you're gonna be arrested. 
You're going to be persecuted. Some of you are going to be killed. You'll be hated all over the world because you're my followers. And many are going to turn away from me. This is Jesus saying this. He says, many are going to turn away from me. Now, those that he's talking about that are going to turn away from him are not worldly people. He's saying people that once followed him are going to turn away from him. They're going to betray him and each other. He says that there'll be many false prophets that's going to show up and they're going to deceive a whole bunch of people. He goes on to say that sin will be rampant everywhere. There won't be a corner of this earth that you can go to where sin won't be running rampant. And this is the part that I guess concerns me the most. And I hope it does you too. He says, the love of many is going to grow cold. But to the one who endures to the end, they will be saved. This is Jesus talking. I know we've heard a lot of things across the pulpit and radio waves and internet about this sure salvation that we're supposed to have. But listen to what Jesus just said. If we're not able to endure all those things that he just got through naming, then we won't be saved. So that's what we want to look at tonight. We want to ask God, we're crying out to him to help us to understand this. Help us, Lord God, to embrace our, our, uh, our, what our attitude should be, what our mental uh, um, understanding of what these passages mean to us who say we love and follow Jesus. And uh, I had entitled uh, our topic, when it's all said and done, we must overcome. When we get to, to the end of our story, we have to be overcomers. So uh, we, we launched this very important topic last week. Um, and, and I discovered that, you know, because many teachers have neglected to teach on this, I'm just so grateful that God is a loving God, that he always finds a way to bring us back to himself. That's how God is. He doesn't want us to be ignorant to what's about to go down. He doesn't want us to be lost. Nobody. Those that follow him, even those that don't follow him, he wants them to follow him because that's where salvation is, in him. And you want salvation from what? Salvation from the wrath that you see that is taking out the lives of millions of people already. Lives have been lost. So what we want to do is ask God to help us to get a grip and understand what is Jesus talking about when he says, if we don't endure all of this all the way to the end, then there's a possibility our salvation may be in jeopardy. Did you know that Jesus said that um, we've got to overcome? And let me just ask this question. 
Do y'all know what overcoming means? Well, we're going to look in the scripture tonight and we're going to find out what it means because we want to know because that's how we want to live our lives. But um, our sister Paulette is not going to be able to make it tonight. Uh, so I'm going to just ask um, uh, Alicia, do you mind opening us up with a prayer tonight? I don't mind at all. Thank you, dear. Let's look to God. Father God, we first just want to thank you, Lord, thank for you. being just who you are, Father. You are our all. You're everything. Yes. Lord, you created all. You set aside time for even this podcast, the Thank technology you. and everybody who decided to join us. And so right now, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you. And we ask that you take control and be with us tonight as we talk about the things that you would have us talk about. Let your will be done. Give us discernment over anything that would try to take us away from that, Lord. Yes, Father. Lord, you said with two or three are gathered, you're in the midst. So we know you're here and we're happy for it, Lord. You're where we go. Wherever we go, you are there. And so right now, we just turn over every care over to you. And we ask that you bless this time, Lord. <clears throat> Excuse me. Bless everyone on the um, call, those in whatever capacity they've joined us, Lord. Let the Holy Spirit fill their bodies and open their ears, mind, and hearts so that you can fill it with your will and your way. We yes. love you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, sis. I really do appreciate that. You know, it is so, um, so very important that we understand God's love for us because some of the hard things that we are, are reading, I know on Thursday uh, we're doing a Bible study uh, on the book of Revelation. But if you don't know God loves you, that those kinds of things would scare the hell off your arms, you know? It would it would cause you a little a little anxiety, but God doesn't want us to be anxious about anything that He has to say. These things that He are saying to us, um, outside of our understanding of what He's provided for us, it like I said, it'll be a little a little tart. But because we do know He loves us, and because we do know He'll make provision for us, He's the one that's going to see us through. There's a lot of anxiety going on, you know, a lot of unanswered questions, people trying to figure out what in the world is happening. But there are those of us, the people of God, who should know exactly what's going on. So um, it's important that we search the scriptures. That's where we're going to find the answers. I don't. You know, there are a lot of other uh, commentaries, there are books and things like that. But I like going to, I like going straight to the source and that's to God himself. Amen. He has a way of revealing things to us based on our ability to comprehend. And I know a lot of people learn in different ways. You know, like for me, you know, I need visuals, you know, things like that. That, that's how I learn. I learn faster by watching things, not so much by reading them or listening to them. But we all have those. But God knows because he created us. But I do know that based on his word, he wants us to be to understand. He does not want us to be ignorant to these things. So that's what we have in this conversation tonight. Um, well, now, um, um, Nadine, before we go too much deeper, 
the question that came in my mind when you said um, about the salvation that we have to overcome or. Our salvation may be in jeopardy. The salvation may be in jeopardy and jeopardy of, of losing our salvation. Is that what? Correct. Correct. And, and I don't know if anybody else has ex heard or experienced this in the church. You know, you, um, it, I've heard that you cannot lose your salvation. Now, I don't know where it came from, but I'm sure other people have heard it or have some level of um, confusion or understanding around it. But I know I've heard that. Um, so what, what, what do we say about that? Well, we're going to get into that as we go on uh -huh. and look at the different scriptures, because I think they're going to make that help to make that plain. Okay. You know, because I think the scriptures explain it probably better than I could. But um, I do know that uh, there are passages of scripture in the new covenant and stories of men of God in the old covenant that did not see the problem. Look at, look at Israel. God said that he saved Israel. Yeah. But not, not one of them entered God's promised land. And he then goes on to tell you why they didn't go in. There were only Joshua, Caleb, and the generation after those that died in the wilderness that actually experienced the promise of God. And that was sort of a foreshadow of what God is trying to say to us today when he tells us that, like Jesus said, look what Jesus said. In Matthew 24, he said, people are going to leave me, desert me, betray me. So do you think that they're going to hold on to the, their salvation with that kind of indictment against them? Hmm. You see what I'm saying? So it's a lot more to it. It oftentimes uh, teachers fail to teach us. And they probably didn't teach us because they didn't know it themselves. They were only giving us what they were taught. Right. But for a for a for any one of us that has totally surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, and as long as we continue to abide in him, we don't have that problem. But Jesus wouldn't say, continue to abide in me unless he knew that there was a way. That there are those who won't abide in him. That's the other side of the coin. So um, we don't want to be caught in any of the gray areas. We want to make certain that we know beyond a shadow of a doubt with scriptural backing and the Holy Ghost confirmation. Amen. Hey, Mom, this is Carmen. Um, I just wanted to tag on to what you said and Alicia's question on how I understand um, the scripture and salvation. So yes, salvation um, is brought about to us through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I think what that scripture means is it's our faith in that, that Christ died and has given us salvation. But what Jesus is saying in the end times, people are going to walk away from the faith therefore losing their salvation. And that's, that's right. how I understood the scripture. That's right. Okay. 
you're on that comment. But um, so uh, these kinds of conversations you don't have. Well, actually, from a church standpoint, they don't have any conversation because it's always a monologue. The preacher's always preaching or the teacher's always teaching. So, you know, there are many cases where you don't get to have that kind of dialogue. That's why I thank God for, for this type of venue with those of us that can come here on uh, Zoom, those who are listening on Facebook, you know, you can send your questions and your comments via that and uh, Alicia will see it. And um, we will tackle those questions as well. But we get to talk these things out. And believe me, I am by no ways uh, have arrived myself. I'm asking this, the questions that I'm asking, that you are asking, I'm asking too. Because I don't know everything. I want to know. And God says he will show. He said, if you lack wisdom, ask me. Don't go looking nowhere else. Ask me. So um, as important as um, this kind of a conversation is, many people won't, won't go there. And, and, and because it's not trendy and it's not popular. It won't make you feel good. It won't make you say hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, and that's basically what we want to hear when we go to church. I want to hear some hallelujah, praise God, and want to do it. <laughs> but we're in serious times right now. And God wants us to grow up. He wants us to toughen up if we want to go up. We got to. He doesn't want us to remain immature babies still fumbling around in the dark because he's given the full canon of his word with all the answers written right there for us to learn from. But in many cases, there's some of us that are just plain lazy and we ain't looking. We want somebody else to tell it to us, but we don't want to get the revelation from God ourselves. And so a lot of times, you know, that kind of stumps our growth. However, um, I discovered um, over this past week, I had another, you know, encounter with a piece of information that the Lord just put on my heart. He warned me. God warned me this past week. And I heard it. And I'm now pressing my way to make certain that whatever it is that's coming across these airways is what thus saith the Lord. No more itchy ear stuff because God says he's sick of it because too many people are dying because nobody would tell them the truth. He had me ask, if you all saw my morning mercies, where are the watchmen? Where are they? Is anybody warning people about sin? That's not even a subject of conversation very much. You know, it's all about what God going to do for you. All about all the gifts and the promises that he's going to give to you. But the contingency part is always left out. This stuff doesn't happen just by osmosis. God's not stupid. He ain't just throwing out stuff, gifts and, and blessings to people just for the heck of it. There's a, there are contingencies that are not being talked about. And God said, Nadia, I want you to talk about it. I want you to be a watchman. I want you to warn the people. 
Stop trying to sugarcoat thing for popularity. I don't care if nobody, if nobody comes on this, this thing, I'm going to still be proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. He knows how to get the word out to whoever he wants to hear. Yeah. You know, it, that, that's what it's all about. I don't care if you don't subscribe. I don't care if you don't like none of those things matter because it's getting down to the wire. And we need, we, we really need to make sure that our house is in order. You know what I mean when I say that? Yeah, we need to make certain that our house is in order and that we are doing the will of him who sent us. Not our own. So the answers that we are seeking uh, of the Lord um, is how do we become overcomers? What, what does that entail? That's what we want to know. And that's what we're going to be looking in the scriptures for. We had a wonderful podcast last week. And for those of you that missed it, I suggest you go to our YouTube channel and you can watch what, uh, what, what, what uh, the message that came across last week. It was some good information, some uh, powerful information that was shared. But it'll kind of give you a backdrop for what we're, what we're going to be talking about tonight. But um, let me just get this out of the way. Um, I'd like to, first of all, let everyone know that my husband and I host a Thursday night uh, virtual Bible study called New Beginnings. And we'd love to invite you if you're interested to join us uh, Thursday at 7 o'clock p.m. Um, and you can get a link to the Bible study on our website. It's uh, charlottechristianfellowship.org. And there's a link on there. Uh, we're right now studying the book of Revelation uh, as taught by uh, Kim Cash Tate, um, who is a Bible teacher, a very good Bible teacher. And uh, we have really been enjoying the message that, um, that God has been providing us through her teaching. So please feel free to do that. I also want to let everybody know that I do um, have a YouTube blog called My Morning Mercies, if you're interested. It's just a weekly encouragement that I send out every Monday morning. And if you're interested, just go over to thewomenwhoovercome.org and you can subscribe to My Morning Mercies there. And you'll get a uh, email every Monday morning with whatever message that the Lord has put on my heart. And um, that'll be waiting for you. Also, uh, mid I mean, um, towards the end of spring, the spring of 22, uh, we're going uh, to be hosting a spiritual mindset, a spiritual maturity mindset class. And if anyone's interested, of course, we'll have information for those of you that are interested in that. So we thank you so much for considering it. Um, also, uh, I, I really want to um, thank, take this time out to say thank you to all of you who are here every week, encouraging, praying for us. Um, it really does our hearts good to see your faces um, every week to let us, it, it is encouraging. If you wasn't there, we still gonna be here, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But we're grateful that you are here. So I just wanted to say that to everybody. So, um, like I said, we're following up on what we started last week on the subject of overcoming. Um, and as I read the opening um, scripture, Jesus says expressly that it is only those that will faithfully endure 
all that is to come that will actually overcome and join him in heaven. That's it. That's all. I mean, that's just what he said. And I'm not adding to it. and I'm not trying to take anything away from it. But that's the deal. And so it's not something that's not doable. Jesus never gives us anything or it requires anything of us that is impossible. Do you all believe that? He never does that. He's always got the, he's always got it, already got the plan worked out for us. The Bible says that he's already gotten the victory. We just need to step into it. And stepping into it requires a change of our mindset. Because our carnal mindset will not embrace it. It will not embrace it. It can't understand it. It can't comprehend it. And every morning they get up with the same question. Lord, what in the world is going on? How in the world am I going to get through this? You know, it's a constant mantra because they haven't, you know, mentally, they haven't embraced the truth of what Christ has accomplished for them. I think it was Carmen, Carmen was sharing just a few minutes ago that this thing called salvation only works by faith. It's not accomplished by, I accept Jesus Christ into my heart and I receive him as my savior, amen. No, it's no mantra that you can say. There's no magic words that you can use. Salvation comes when you confess Jesus is Lord. And in, in our American culture, we don't know what a Lord is. You know what a landlord is. That's the only land, Lord type of Lord I've ever known. But you know what he say go. Because he can determine where you, whether you stay or whether you go, right? But the point of it is, is that if we haven't understood that Jesus is Lord, and do you know what that means? Anybody, tell me, what does it mean, Jesus is Lord? He's the master, the ruler. The master, the ruler. He's a sovereign one. He's the bottom line. That, that's it, the bottom line. What do you say, the buck stops here. Right there, starts and stops. Don't go no further. And so in contrast to who he is, excuse me, we must understand who we are to him. You see, we are children of God. And so we don't run nothing. I mean, we used to running everything. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but once Jesus comes on the scene, we turn over the running of our lives to him. Y'all, you understand that? I know y'all understand that. Yeah, that's what happens. When Jesus is our Lord, we're no longer calling the shots in our lives. But we're going to God. We're letting him call the shots. I was just talking to uh, one of the young girls that, I, uh, that I've discipled tonight. And um, I'm telling you, every time I hear what God is doing in her life, I just get excited. I get excited because God's handprint, his, his mark is all over her. You know, she, you know, she had a little hiccup, uh, 
that went went down in her life, you know, it was raunchy, it wasn't fair. She didn't do anything to deserve it, but it left her in a funky place. But you know what she did? She trusted God. She trusted him. And a little simple thing, little simple thing. You know, God, I need to know what to do. Simple question. And while watching a commercial or whatever it was she said she was watching, Megan, I don't know if you're on or not. I can't see it. But she was watching something and, and the simple act of a woman putting on a T-shirt that said um, Jeremiah 29, 11. She knew. She knew it was God talk, answering her. Yeah, she it was so random. So can I share real quick? Oh, you are there. Okay. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm I can't see you on my screen. Yeah, I'm 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 in my, I'm in my robe, so I really feel like showing my face. That's but yeah, right. So I'm I'm gonna make it quick. Okay, so this was a few days ago. I was sitting on the couch talking to my roommate, and this wasn't even something I was watching. It was some stuff she was watching, some YouTube tutorial with some lady that's like a professional stylist or whatever, showing people how to dress correctly for their body type or whatever it was. I don't really know. I was not really paying that much attention to it, um, at least not at first. But I was talking to my roommate about how I was like, man, you know, I don't even know what my plan is, but I guess I don't really need a plan. I guess I guess God will just figure it out, huh? And out of nowhere, this stylist on YouTube took her shirt off and put on a T-shirt that said Jeremiah 2911. <laughs> out of nowhere. And it just kept it moving. It was the most beautiful thing. We was actually laughing. We were like, man, that, look, that seems like the most random. Like, yeah. it seems so random, but it's really not. But no, it's, not. it's, I mean, I, God is so intimate that maybe that, you know, that was meant for me in that moment. And however many other thousands of viewers it, out of the clear. That, room, that, that, that was personal. That was yeah. personal to you. You know why? Because it was it was an answer. You know, it's one thing if you was talking about cats or dogs or, you know, how, you know what I'm going to eat tonight or whatever. But you were talking specifically on that very subject. See, that's how you know. Exactly. I want you to know that I got you covered, baby girl. I got it was a black T-shirt with white letters. It said, Jeremiah 2911, for I have a plan for you. Yeah, you have no but it like, bam, like out of nowhere, this lady in her bedroom, some random YouTube tutorial puts on this T-shirt and just flashes it at the camera and then just keeps on moving. Like she didn't talk about it. She didn't elaborate on it. This was not a sermon of any That's sort, right. just some random YouTube tutorial. Yeah. And I'm like, man, God got, cool. he, yeah, he, he got your attention. Yeah, he got your attention. I want you to hear this because... You know, oftentimes God is talking to us and speaking to us, but we're off in La La Land somewhere and we miss it. I'm glad she caught it. She caught it and she called me. She's like, I got to tell you this. I got to tell you this. You know what I'm saying? Because she's learning. She'll get used to it as she continues to grow in her faith. You know, it'll become a norm for her that she, when she'll know that when she asks God for something and then 
the answer will pop up this way or, or that way, but she'll know it's him. But that is God confirming his work in our lives. He wants us to know that he's there and he's not sitting there twiddling his thumb. But he wants us to know, he wants us to understand, and he's the one that's going to equip us and enable us to overcome. Because the truth of the matter is, is that we cannot. But like Carmen was saying, even with salvation, if you don't believe in the Savior, you know, it's a matter of, of, of mental recognition that you, you have embraced this then you, you, you really can't be saved. You're just going through the motions. You're going through the routine. You know, you say this prayer and you'll be saved kind of a thing. But no, he says, with the mouth, confession is made until salvation. And with the heart, you believe unto righteousness. And so uh, that is one of the critical components to us being able to experience and overcoming relationship with our savior. That's whether or not we believe in who he is. He is Lord. He's our, he's the whole, he's a lot of other things. He's our friend, our advocate, our high priest and all those things. Praise God, he's our elder brother. However, he is Lord. When Joseph told his daddy and his brothers, y'all gonna bow to me because I'm going, I'm, you know, and they said, well, who do you think you are, you little runt? You know? But they became to know what that meant. Because the ruler of all Egypt was their brother Joseph. And you know what they had to do? They had to bow to him. And this is what we don't understand about who Jesus is. We see him as a lover and a friend and all these other kind of things. But he is Lord. That means that we have to surrender. And if we're not surrendered, if we're still trying to hold on to the reins of our own lives, the lives of our loved ones and stuff like that, then we, we haven't got it yet. But you've got to surrender. You've got to let Jesus be the Lord of your life. So I don't have a life. I no longer have a, a life. Nadine has no life. My life has now been swallowed up in the life of my savior. So what I, how I live my life is based on what I believe about that relationship that I have with him. So you find me having a lifestyle, okay? I have a, a lifestyle that may not run congruent with that of the world. It, it doesn't look like this. You all too. We don't, we don't run with the world like we used to. The Bible says there's no way that we could be friends with the world and be, and be children of God at the same time. No, we're not. Every opportunity we get to tell the world about Jesus, that's, that's the kind of friendship we have. But I, I promise you, when you start telling them about Jesus, they're going to leave you alone. They don't want to have nothing to do with you. You know, that's funny. I was talking to a friend and um, they're having a milestone birthday and they were like, almost sad about it like I'm getting old this or that and it's so funny just today and so when, when I'm listening to this I'm like mm -hmm, right on point you know what I mean as far as not being friends with the world and and I'm like yeah you have a birthday and yeah 
we all are perishing on this side of eternity. I said, but, you know, she said, and I was, I was getting my, my, um, you know, thinking about getting her stuff in order and just, you know, and it was sad. And I said, why is it sad? Do you really believe what God says? Do you really believe you know, and I, that we're aliens here and where you're going is going to be better? And cause, cause I let her talk and she talked about missing her loved ones and all. I said, well, you know, there's a scripture that says you got to love God so much that you hate your mother, father, you know, the, the, the loved ones, basically. Oh, listen, yeah. you, you, you was coming at you. <laughs> yeah, I stepped on no the like, What do you really believe? Do you really believe? And if you believe that, then leaving this earth is your goal to go and be with the father. Come That's on, the goal. So, yeah. I mean, I get it. I get it. You know, we're getting wrinkles and gray hairs and, you know, yeah. all that. But that's to be expected. And his word tells us that too. You know, that this life is just, but I remember um, Deron, Nadine, did a, um, a message on that dash in the middle. The dash in the middle. I remember, remember that one. Yeah. So basically, the, the, the year of birth and the year of death, it's a dash in the middle. What you do with it? You know what I mean? That was the gist of it. But that year of death is going to come for every one of us on this side. But we promised eternity with him. So I challenged her and you all. The point I brought it up, it just made me remember, what are you focusing on? And where is your hope, your belief? Where is it? If you, you know, if you really love God the way that he requires us to love him and have the faith that Nadine is telling us about and believe uh, in eternity with him you won't be overly concerned about yeah this side of eternity yeah yeah you won't really believe and i'm not saying sometimes you know you know we're human we're in this flesh and we get tempted but you gotta know what to do when that happens yes Alicia. it's gonna happen yes but what do you do and i'll tell you what i try to do i try to run to him I have a question. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, okay. You know how, and and ev- everybody tells me that pretty much all Christians struggle with this at some point. Sometimes Satan will whisper that lie in my ear. Of, well, is this really real? This, And I know it's not true. I know that what he's saying to me is not true. I know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. But he still does it anyways. He needs to leave me alone. Um, the same line that the serpent used on Eve, did God really say? You know, it's the same thing, basically. Like, well, is the Bible really real? Well, do these people really love you? And I'm like, well, yeah, uh, surely yeah. seems that way to me, right? So when when that happens, when when he whispers that nasty lie in my here what is the best scripture to just spit out of my mouth right then and there can i take that yes baby go right ahead (laughs) um only because i'm doing a study um about using your armor um because the depth that's his job is to seek and destroy but he's very crafty and he will make you doubt the lord because that's that's his job 
And it's not one scripture, Megan. It's no, it's all scripture because you got to know the character of God, the God that loves you, the God that is light and not darkness and knowing that the enemy is darkness. So you have to speak to, to that. You have to speak to that. He is dark and God is light. And you have to speak to he is defeated and God has overcome. And so it's not really just one scripture um, per se. It's just knowing scripture, I think, becoming familiar with scripture to just whatever it is that he's lying to you about, you should be able to combat that just like Jesus did when he was tempted. Um, and I was reading first um, Corinthians uh, 10 and, you know, a lot, we had this argument a long time ago about, and the reason why I, I, I know the scripture, um, people always, older people always say, God will never give you more than you can bear. Mm -hmm. I have not found that scripture, right? But what I found was, uh, it's 1 Corinthians 10. Let me see if I can find it. No temptation, no temptation has taken you. taken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. That's but right. When you are tempted, he will also provide a way out that you can endure it. And, and the premise of that whole first Corinthians 10 was talking about the Israelites and their history of, you know, they all knew God. They all proclaimed to be, you know, saved. But yet 23 to 24,000 of them were killed in the wilderness because they think they were fine and they still had their heart on the, the world and the love of what was evil. And we, you know, there's a lot of us that, and I think, Ma, you mentioned there was a book out there called You Think You're Going to Heaven or something like that. And yeah. yeah. Everybody talking about heaven ain't going. Right. Everybody's not talking about heaven's not going. So it's like a daily, it's a daily heart check for me. Um, this salvation walk, it's not, a, it's not easy. God didn't say it was easy, but he said he would be with us. He would, he would give us a way out. He will provide a way out so that we can endure any temptation. So when the devil is coming at me, I've been celibate for almost five years. And when he attacks my flesh that way, I know how to combat that because I know it's just temptation. I know it's, I know it's the devil, but it, it got so deep to where, I don't know if I shared it here. I had a, a dream where a demon was trying to have sex with me. You know, so he finds those 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 vulnerabilities in our flesh, but we have to understand the characteristics of God and know, you know, who we are in Christ. Yeah. If I could piggyback, okay. <clears throat> Go ahead, Alicia. If I could piggyback on that, I was going to say the same thing about you know Jesus uh, recited quoted scripture when he was tempted but i agree with carmen you know the more of the bible you know the what's in us comes out y'all what's in us that's what comes out and so when we arm ourselves <clears throat> with his promises you may find megan a scripture that speaks to you like that jeremiah 29 11 if you think about it that scripture can can be held up against any temptation and be encouraging. If it doesn't line up with God's will and his characteristics, 
I know the plans that you have for me, plans to prosper and, you know, the rest of it, I can't quote it verbatim. And so whatever you're being tempted at, if you recite that to that situation, it fits most. And if you know that, and this is not in line with that, we golden. It's like, this is not God's way. This does not line up with um, scripture and his will and the characteristics and traits that I know of my God. That's right. And you know, and uh, um, the beauty of it all, um, um, Megan, is that you have the knowledge. You say it out of your own mouth. You confess it to all of us. All, we, all, we heard you. I know that's not my God talking to me. So you already ahead of the game. So you know that God it does not, is not saying these things to you. So what would your normal response to be to somebody who lies to you? Would you continue to converse with them? Now, Matthew 4, 4 is the the evidence of what both Carmen and Alicia is saying, that you defeat Satan with the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That's what Jesus used. Okay, so he left the example in in his book for us to read and see. It says Jesus was tempted by Satan. Okay, and and the temptation came in the form of a conversation. You getting this? Right. So, and the scripture said that Satan had a conversation with Jesus about the word of God. How about that? Okay. So Jesus knew, like you know, you know when when Satan is speaking to you. Jesus knew that it was Satan speaking to him. And you know what he did? He pulled out the sword of the spirit and he said, the word of God says, man don't live by bread alone. Every time the enemy would come against him with a lie, he'd tell him what the truth is. And when he got sick and tired of him, he said, get from behind me. Just get out of my way. You see? So the, the, the truth of the matter is, is that, and, and, te- and get this out of your vocabulary, because I'm telling you, it'll make you, it'll, it'll make you angry later on when you find out that it's not going to happen. Satan is not going to leave you alone. Right. So, uh, yeah. I figured that one out. Yep. <laughs> he ain't going to leave you alone. And so uh, even, even, um, even after uh, Jesus had this confrontation with him, with Satan, it says that he left him for a while. He, you know what I'm saying? He, he didn't leave him alone. And so well, he's not going to leave us alone. However, you're ahead of the game. I want you to know that. You're ahead of the game because you know the voice of God. And you know That's the right. voice and of God. And I wanted to- Go ahead, Cheryl. And I wanted to add, Megan, the mere fact that when you saw that woman take her t-shirt and you knew God's word just by the, 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 um, the, the scripture reference that spoke to you. So that means you've got God's word in you. And so when that enemy, when he comes and he always comes, you just fight back and it's going to be different scriptures. And I love, I love, love, love Ephesians one and two, both chapters, because it tells Me me gives me my identity in Christ. So when yeah. I am confident in my identity and someone comes to say contrary to what my God has said about me, 
I got this. I right back in their face. No, yeah. this is why I have been redeemed. I have been chosen. I That's have been right. Invested, That's right. right? That's They're right. Good fruit. So don't come with all that foolishness, right? That's right. Right. That's right. Yeah. And that's regardless of any mistakes that you make, because that's mm-hmm. one of the things that he always wanted to throw up in your face is something right. that you did wrong. Right. But one you, of the all you have to do is tell him, yeah, I did it in some mobile sides. But it's <laughs> not the blood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Jesus, took, Jesus took care of all of that. He got me now. He'll, he'll straighten right. me out. Yeah, Jesus has already been on the cross. He already died yeah. for my sins. Yes. I don't I don't need to do anything special. I don't have yes. to get up on that cross. Jesus paid, paid everything. Say that. Amen. Uh, it gives you freedom. Where it says, um, I'm looking at Proverbs 16. Uh-huh. Um, whoever gives thought to the word will discover good, and blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. That for whatever reason that just popped up. Amen. Whoever gives thought to the word. Um, what one of the things I, I wonder about a lot is is my heart in the right place to meet Jesus? And I had a friend tell me, Well, if you're really wondering if your heart is in the right place, that means that it is because people whose heart is not in the right place, they're not thinking about they don't care. That's it wouldn't right. be a question. That's right. That's right. <laughs> they wouldn't care. They wouldn't. They wouldn't care whether their heart is in the right place or not because it's not. So if you're yeah. really thinking that hard about whether your heart is in the right place, then uh, it must be. It probably is. That's right. That's right. And that's another confirmation from heaven for you that you're on the right track. God has got you. He is leading you, guiding you all along the way, and you're gonna trip up. You're going to make mistakes, but now it's okay because you're in Christ. And because God loves you, guess what? He will correct you. He said, you, 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 you're not a bastard child. He said, you're mine. I got you. And he knows how to fix it. May not like it, but it'll bring you to a good place. So um, I wanted somebody to read for me uh, Matthew, the 24th chapter, Read verses 6 through 13, please. And let us know what version you're in. Matthew 24, you said? Yes, 24. And then read uh, verses 6 through 13. Okay. Um, 6 through 13. Okay, I'm in the the ESV. Gotcha. 24, 6 through 13. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, for this must take place, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are but the beginning of the birth pains. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the, to the end will be saved. There you go. So 
This scenario has a lot in it, this passage of scripture. And it starts off, it starts off with Jesus trying to say to his disciples, to say to us, don't worry about nothing. All this stuff has got to happen because my father has ordered it to happen. You see, people don't believe in God's judgment. They think he's going to let us get away with everything. But we're at the end of the age. From the beginning of time to right now, you have no idea the amount of sin and devastation and cruelty and hatred and, and all the blood that's in the, in, the, in the soil of the earth. The earth was not meant to, to drink blood. Never was it meant to do that. But because of the sin of mankind, they contaminated the earth with the blood of men that they slayed. Now, it didn't seem very much to them. He cut his throat, the blood comes out, that's where it go, on the ground. Never understanding that there was something spiritual behind that very act that goes beyond anything that our little pea brains can understand. That's why God told Cain, your brother's blood cried out to me from the ground. Now, who knows what the heck that means? We have no clue. But we do, we can come with the conclusion, away with the conclusion that blood does speak and God hears it. So while we're walking back and forth over grounds where we don't know how many lives have been killed on the property that we, we, we bought our house on, we have no clue. But God does. And those voices are screaming out to him for vengeance. Lord, how long will you let people get away with this? And God's not going to let him get away with it. Judgment is coming. And so that goes, with, but, but that is a part of what God has to do to purify things. But we, who are the children of God, like Cheryl said, long as I know my identity in Christ and who I am and, and what God has provided for me, he says, therefore, you don't have to fear. You see? You don't have to be afraid or worried because, you know, God got you covered. And this thing about death, let's talk about that. People who are Christians should not fear death. Death is not the end of the game for us. As a matter of fact, that's the jump off point. You know, so that's the jump off point for us to be with our king. So, you know, death is a natural part of life, just like birth is. You come into this world and you gotta go out. You know, God, you know, he didn't mean for us to stay around here after our, after our time was over. He's got a place that we can go and till, you know, we get to the next stage or whatever it is that's beyond this, you know, this, this realm. But so, and, and we also know that Jesus has the keys to death. So we can't die without seeing our Savior. You, you can't pass from life to death without seeing Jesus. Got it? So that's, a, that's another reason for us to rejoice. Satan used to have the keys to death. 
So you can imagine what people, why people were fearful of, of death. And Satan could hold that over their head, but he can't hold it over our head. So we see here all the things that Jesus told us was going to nation rising against nation. We see that going on. We see the earthquakes, the volcanoes, the floods, all these things that are going on. People are countries are are are, are uh Without food, you go to your grocery store, you see your shelves going empty, right? Told saw this lady in socks. She said, what's happening? Where's everything? I said, honey, just, just show up your heart because the day's coming when you're going to come in this store and there ain't going to be nothing in it. It's coming. It's coming. So what we want to be is ready. You see what I'm saying? So all of these things that God is trying to say to us about being able to overcome is to help us because we haven't seen anything yet. We've only seen the lighter side of tribulation. We won't, we won't actually, we won't get to see the real ugly side of tribulation because Jesus was coming to get us before God pours out, actually pours out his wrath. Okay, so we're just seeing the birth pain period of what's about to go down. The lawlessness, people going, busting in stores in droves and stealing. Y'all ever seen that before? Where yes. hordes of people bursting. No, never, never seen it before. Broad daylight, Broad security daylight. guards around. Everything. Yes, they don't even care. They don't care. And stealing off of the trains and just all the the cargo trains. The cargo They're trains. All our packages strolled all over the all over the yeah, sidewalk. Yes. I had my Nike stolen from me not too long ago. I'm like, who was still an old pair of Nikes? And so I had somebody tell me, girl, people will kill over a pair of Nikes or a pack of bubble gum. That's the world. Some people ain't got no shoes. I, I, I hope whoever it went to, it, it went to somebody who needed yep. it way more than me. Yeah, especially if they was so old. But so, so, so we see, we see that there's enough enough evidence and information here to let us know the times that we're living in. Amen. Mm -hmm. So as a result of that, he lets us know that in spite of all these things that's going to go down, the one or the ones who endures to the end will be saved. Amen. You won't be one of the ones who love grows cold. Because of the lawlessness, we watch on TV and watch some of the things people do. It'll make you, it'll turn your heart against people. People you don't even know. Well, you can't do that. You can't turn your heart against somebody you don't know because the newsman told you what he did to somebody else. We hate lawlessness. We hate sin. That's one thing. But these people are without God. I was sharing with um, uh, another young lady the other day. She asked me a very good question you know, as related to a suicide, mm. you know, you know, how, how do you, how do you help people who, who want to kill themselves? You know, who, who have family members that, that, that have committed suicide and things like that. It's a horrible thing. And, and I told, you know, I, I didn't mean, it, I, I didn't want to sound insensitive or anything like that. The truth of the matter is sin is sin. It's still wrong and so the the same amount of compassion and 
uh, heart that I have for someone who commits suicide, I need to have for that man over there to rape that woman. Do I have the same kind of compassion and care for him? That he beat her to a pulp? Or do I treat him different because of, of the type of sin that he committed? Because with God, it's all the same. There's no levels of sin. Sin is sin. So if a person, and, and I told her, when I, when I attempted to take my life, I wasn't attempting to take my life for any other reason than selfishness. Self, pure de-selfishness and rebellion. I didn't like the way I was treated. I didn't want it. You know, people were doing things that I didn't want, that I didn't want done. It was all about me. You see what I'm saying? And I was so selfish that I was willing to leave my children with folks that I don't even know. How was that for selfishness? That's nothing but, I had a set for heart. Sin was what brought me to that place. Sin was what allowed me to sit down and have conversations with Satan and then turn around and do what he told me to do. Why don't you just take your life? You ain't, it ain't worth living no way. So, but God had mercy on me and he'll have mercy on them. He'll have mercy because he's a merciful God, not willing that any would perish, but that all will come to repentance. So uh, before it's after eight o'clock, I'm running my mouth like it's, you know, 830 or 7:30. But the thing of it is, is that at the end of the day, the point that I'm trying to get across is that we have got to not uh, not sugarcoat the word of God. But we've got to tell the people, tell people the truth. That if, unless you repent, you know, that that except I'm going to accept Jesus Christ in my life kind of story ain't going to work. Without repentance, it means nothing. And that's why so many people are, are in trouble because nobody told them they had to repent. But we want to go uh, further into that because I really want us to get this, understand what the gospel message is and how we can help people to come to faith in Christ, but not with a sugar-coated gospel, but with the truth. So Father, we thank you for our time tonight. Thank you, Lord God, for those that shared, that were transparent to uh, just give us a, a little piece of a corner of their life and, and, their, and their encounters with you. We ask you in Jesus' name to bless them. Bless all those, Father God, that were able to share truth and and help us, oh, Heavenly Father, to really grasp this, this important thing about overcoming. We, we've got to go there with you, Father, because we don't want to be left behind. We don't, we don't want the devil to trick us out of this new life that you've given us over foolishness. No, we gotta have we gotta gotta have it straight. And so we're gonna come back to you next week, Lord God, and seek your face. We ask that you speak to us throughout the week, and we'll come back and share what you have, uh, what you share with us. And we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you all so very much for joining me. Sorry for going over. I didn't realize what time it was. We was having a good conversation. It was. But it, and I wanted to tell you about the time, but I didn't want to stop you because you was on the road. <laughs> <laughs> oh, girl, you better help me out. But thank you all so much. We'll be back next week. And you all do your own research. Look through the scriptures. Look what it says about overcoming and things like that. And, and come back and let's share. Amen. 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 Love you. Love you. Good night. Good night. Good night. God bless you. Get some rest, Wanda.
She hanging in there. Mm-hmm. I'm super tired tonight. I gotta. I can tell, baby. Go ahead and get you some rest sugar. Just Thanks. go right ahead because I'm gonna do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. I don't know how to get out of this thing. Love you. Oh, Bye. Good night, Melissa. Good night. I've been cooking and listening, Miss Nadine. Cooking. And all listening. right, girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Love you. Bye. Right. Love Bye. you too. Honey.